It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back. And better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Saturday edition here on the Ringer Gambling Show. JJ John Jastrzemski, as we get set for a whole lot of championship games on Championship Saturday, two days away from a bracket. Good day of basketball as a whole. I feel like, in general, I'm riding the roller coaster because it started Friday so promisingly. Rutgers. Down to the wire, neck and neck with Purdue. For those of you who had Rutgers plus seven, Merry Christmas. The bucket at the end of the game. By far and away, my favorite cover so far of championship week. Hit that. Hit Alabama going away. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be a monster, monster Friday. This is going to be one of those days that kind of propels us into the NCAA tournament. And it just wasn't that kind of day. Had Michigan State, who is this? outright to Ohio State. Ohio State would have potentially be a bid stealer in the Big Ten. We'll get to that in a little bit with their game with Purdue. I still can't believe how poorly Michigan State played in that game. Be that as it may. Then you get to the 630 slate. I'm feeling good. Marquette executes down the stretch. UConn. I don't know. First of all, how Dan Hurley does not call a timeout at the end of that game is beyond me. That's number one. Number two, UConn's strength is not the outside shot. I don't know how your last possession there, down two, is not inside with the overwhelming size advantage that you have against Marquette. 
That absolutely blew my mind from a UConn perspective. I'm not complaining about it. I had Shaka Smart and I had Marquette, so no complaints there. But terrible end-of-game execution by the UConn Huskies. Miami, they lose one of their bigs early. It killed them because Duke's big killed them every which way in this game. And I got to eat some crow on Duke because in early February, I'm like, Duke stinks. Duke doesn't look the part. Duke can't score. Duke has figured out a lineup that works for them. The freshman big has emerged. Roach has really gotten comfortable. And they get after it on defense. They've gotten after it on defense all year. Now they're executing at a higher level on offense. And it showed against one of the best offensive teams in America as Duke showing you why they were favored in the ACC tournament, despite the fact that they were a four seed, despite the fact that they had a lot of things going against them throughout the course of this year. Got to eat crow on Duke. Didn't pick them in this game. They stuck it to me. I did have Mike Wargon's Penn State and Indy Lions. And I think we can now say without hesitation, the Penn State and Indy Lions are going to be going to the NCAA tournament. They got screwed in 2020 with the whole COVID situation. You fell for Penn State. It had been a long time coming for them trying to get themselves back in the NCAA tournament. They did not exactly put on an offensive clinic in this game. They turned the ball over a ton. It felt like that was the only way Northwestern could score. But my goodness, how many big threes did Penn State hit late in the shot clock? Lundy, God bless him. I'm going to get a Seth Lundy bobblehead for my little display here because he was good to us on Friday night. Felt like he was hitting monster three after monster three after monster three. So Penn State covers wins outright against Northwestern. And I don't think it matters for them against Indiana at this point. I think they're already in the NCAA tournament. Now, the night session for me was a total disaster. I mean, you want to talk about a night session where I didn't have a prayer. I liked Clemson tonight against Virginia. Didn't have a prayer. I liked Creighton tonight. Even though the line told me it was the wrong side in the game, I just thought Xavier not having one of their players inside from an interior presence standpoint would hurt them. It didn't hurt them. They had double-digit lead, and they basically were toying with Creighton the entire game. So not a great night session. And we're sitting here, it's 106. So we'll see if Boise State can kind of salvage things for me and we'll kind of take it from there. Now, let's get to the games here on Saturday. Full slate of games. The only lines we don't have available right now are the Pac-12 game, which is waiting for Arizona and Arizona State, and the Mountain West game. Those are the only two games we do not have right now. And one other note before we get to these games. First of all, Bama looked like an absolute wagon. They looked fantastic today. And what in God's name happened to Kentucky? Woof. Kentucky losing a Vanderbilt. Right now, the two bid stealers that are out there, realistically speaking, Vandy, they're a bid stealer. They're kind of in that equation, if you will, at 19 and 13. The other one, is Ohio State. Ohio State, with two more wins, is going to leave a team very, very unhappy on Selection Sunday. The good news is, as we look at these lines for Saturday, I love Purdue. And I can't stress this enough. I don't like Purdue next week. I don't like Purdue if they make it the following week. I think any team that has pressure defense 
is going to absolutely destroy that team. You saw it in the Rutgers game today. They started throwing full court man-to-man at Purdue, and Purdue had no idea what they were doing. I just think for Ohio State now, without one of your best players, you're playing your Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, fourth day in a row, that catches up with you. And I think the line moving the way that it has, Ken Palm has this as a six-point line. Public is all over Ohio State, and yet this line has moved to a full seven. I think this is a margin victory game for Purdue. They were minus seven Friday against Rutgers. They didn't get it done. I think they get the margin victory in their game against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, Missouri and Alabama. Missouri had a very impressive win against Tennessee. And again, Tennessee just can't trust them from an offensive standpoint. I think this can be a very loosey-goosey type of game for Missouri. No one's going to give them a chance. Missouri lost by 21 to Alabama earlier in the year. They lost by 10 earlier in the year. I think they're going to be in this game. I'm not saying they're going to win this game. But I I think part of me is like, hey, we got two games at 1 o'clock. I don't want to go with both of the favorites. I like Purdue, for what it's worth, a lot more than I like Missouri plus the nine. Bama is such a wagon that it's kind of crazy going against them. But I just think they're going to be tested here in the SEC tournament. I think Missouri rides the momentum of Tennessee and they cover nine points. 8 10. 8-10 is interesting. VCU right now, I think, would be in no matter what. They probably don't want to put themselves in that position. I think St. Louis is 100% live in their game against VCU. Wide opened at four, down to three and a half. VCU won both games. Huff beating the team three times in a given year. That's the narrative. Missouri, Alabama. That's the narrative with St. Louis and VCU. I think that line moving against VCU the way that it has, pretty telling. I will absolutely be on St. Louis tomorrow. Haven't seen a ton of 8-10, but that line movement is telling. Houston and Cincinnati, listen, they're another bid stealer, Cincinnati. They're not getting in. They have to beat the wagon that is Houston. They're the best team in the nation. I'm not going out of my way to fade the best team in the nation. If anything, what I would look to do is maybe get Houston involved in a money line parlay, which is something we'll do a little bit later on. All right. The other 8-10 game. This is one of the best stories in college basketball. Fordham, that has been a perennial doormat in college basketball. Six and a half point dogs. And what's going to be a home court advantage for them at the Barclays Center, because it's basically in my backyard. Taking on Dayton. Dayton beat them by seven. They also beat them by 24 points. You split the difference, that has margin victory written all over it for Dayton. Fordham's a great story. I'd love to see him win. I'd love to see him compete. I just think they're a little out of their league here. I think this is where the clock strikes midnight for Fordham. So I will be on Dayton. Sorry, Fordham Rams fans. And laying six and a half points. Vandy. Texas A&M. Good win for Texas A&M today. They were down big against Arkansas. Came storming back. Ended up winning that game. Only one game this year. A&M got Vandy by six. Nine and a half point favorites. And this is one of those games to me where I looked at the Kempom line and it's exactly where it is. It's at five and a half points. Anytime I get these games where it's like I get the desperate team, 
I'm going to roll with the desperate team here. I think Vandy finds a way to keep this game competitive. And I would take them plus the five and a half. Now you got Penn State and Indiana. Line open to two and a half. It has immediately moved up to three. Penn State smoked Indiana at home. Kind of got them going. That was one of their wins that in many ways kind of turned their season around. They've been good to me. I don't want to fade the Nittany Lions here in this spot. They're well-coached. They're tough. And I like the fact that they beat Indiana early this year. I don't like the idea that this line has moved against them the way it has, immediately moving to three points. I think there will be major liability on Indiana tomorrow. We don't have these numbers yet. We're waiting to see where you know these lines are going to go. I will be on Penn State tomorrow. That's one of my best bets of the day. I can't believe I'm saying it, but they've been good to me both days. Ain't broke, don't fix it. Now, the night games. Texas and Kansas. Texas just beat Kansas. Just beat them a week ago. This has all the makings of win one for Bill Self, win one in Kansas City. Kansas goes and wins another Big 12 tournament. I am absolutely on Kansas tomorrow. I am so proud of myself for not betting Iowa State today. Trust me. Thought about it. Because they make these lines very advantageous to go and fade a team like Kansas. They make them very obvious. West Virginia was in that category. I was not doing it with Iowa State today. I'm just mad I didn't bet more on Kansas, quite frankly. Xavier Marquette. Lines at one and a half. I think it's a very sharp line. It's a very, very sharp line. Xavier could not have looked any better against Creighton. Could not have looked any better. Marquette, on the other hand, grinded it out. Found a way in what was a very partisan UConn crowd to go and win that game in Madison Square Garden. I think Xavier is the play in this game. I think that's going to surprise a lot of people. Marquette's been a better team this year. Xavier barely beat DePaul a couple of days ago. I just look at coaching sometimes in these games. And I love Shaka Smart. And I love Sean Miller. I think this is all about grinding it out. Marquette, up and down the court. Marquette, they want to play small ball. They want to be able to go and shoot the three. Well, Xavier, I think, is going to be able to match up with that. I think Marquette will be a very popular pick tomorrow. I'm going to go the other way here. I think Sean Miller in his return to the Big East has a moment at Madison Square Garden. Remember, full circle for Sean Miller. Pick guy. Played in this tournament. Goes and coaches Xavier. Leaves. Goes to Arizona. Cast aside. Wondered if he would ever coach again. Comes back to Xavier. Can't you see it coming full circle for him? I'm going to be on Xavier tomorrow. It's a tough game. Very, very tough game to handicap. But I'm going to be on Xavier. Now, ACC tournament. Fascinating. Fascinating. Fascinating game between Duke and Virginia. Remember, Virginia beat Duke earlier this year. Controversial finish. Duke had that game won on the road. I dropped the ball in evaluating Duke. When they came out with the ACC tournament odds, I'm like, how is Duke favored? You see why? Proctor and Roach. And Filipowski's been unbelievable. He's been absolutely unbelievable. 17-11 against Miami. 
I like Duke in this game. I know the public is going to be on Duke. They're going to be begging for Virginia money. I expect Duke to find a way to win this game. I just do. They're playing great ball right now. They're getting their offense in gear. The only thing you worry about in this game is Virginia can lull you into playing their style of game. That usually scares you, right? The good news for Duke is they can play defense. What has changed things for Duke is the idea that now they're playing at a high level on offense, an extremely high level on offense. I mean, for them to go 50% from three-point range, that's, that's a great sign for them. I'm going to be on Duke tomorrow. I feel like, unfortunately, my card is going to be way too square. But you know what? Got to go what you got. Best bets tomorrow. It's a tough card. Purdue fits that category. We will absolutely be on Purdue. We will be on Duke. That line has already moved to two and a half. So get it as soon as you can. I wouldn't be surprised if you wake up on Saturday morning and that line is at three. I will be on Xavier. That's our underdog special. And I will be on the Kansas Jayhawks laying two. And I'm throwing them in there too because they've been good to me. Penn State. And wait on the number. Because I think it will climb. I think the public will be on Indiana. I think Penn State could have another moment. They're playing really good ball. They got a lot of veteran experience. Got to take care of the ball a lot better. But Penn State very, very live in that semifinal game against the Hoosiers. Now, we're waiting on Mountain West in the, in the uh, Pac-12 game. UCLA actually might be at a point where they're undervalued. They were undervalued against Oregon on Friday night. They might be undervalued possibly Saturday against Arizona. Now, remember, they beat Arizona last week. Lost their best defensive player. They got that dangling carrot of motivation because they lost to Arizona last year. So I kind of like that from a UCLA standpoint, if you're thinking about the game. And I'll tell you this, from a Mount West standpoint, I'm betting whoever wins this Boise-Utah State game. That will 100% be a play for me. And right now, Boise State's up seven, 16 minutes left in the second half. I will bet the winner of this game no matter what. So there's a little food for thought. So best bets for tomorrow. Purdue laying the lumber. Kansas and Duke. Xavier and the Penn State Nittany Lions. They have it. Saturday, conference tourney plays. We'll have the slate for Sunday, which is very limited. We're winding down here. There's a lot to process. There's just so many games. This feels light compared to what we had two nights ago, but here we are. Got to go and get it. Ken Palm numbers are very similar. These early lines, carbon copy of what you're getting on Ken Palm. Telling. Very, very telling. On that note, good job by the Wargon Warriors staying up. JJ out. Enjoy it. Catch some tickets. Let's do a little better than we did on Friday. Be good, everybody.